Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Influx podcast. Here at Influx, it is our mission to help you tell your story and make a positive impact on the world. And uh, in order to do that this week, we brought in a special guest, Michael Verlani. Michael is a longtime friend of mine, and I am have always been really impressed with the amount of content that Michael is able to produce, even though he has a really demanding day job, travels all the time, super ambitious side projects, um, a wife and dogs to take care of and the whole bit. And he somehow still finds time to write articles and edit videos, produce videos, all these things that I think most of us that care about marketing at least are trying to do more of. So I wanted to bring him on, pick his brain, get his best tips and tricks so that you know we can all put them to work in our workflow. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, we're live. I love again. it. I love it. Glenn showed up to his first podcast with a guest with uh, no batteries in his recorder. So that is strike one for Glenn, but you are I've a web guy. I've been recording like a beast, so I have burned the battery I up. Love uh, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Very proud of you for that. Happy New Year, bro. It's 2020. Same to you. Haven't seen you in forever. You've been hiking all over the world. Uh, been inspired by what you've been cooking. I'm not going to go hike I, like you hike, but I am, uh, starting to think about my next international trip. So you're always welcome. Well, if you want to go to like somewhere tropical where you sip pina coladas, <laughs> like I'm your man, if you're going to go icy summits are not really <laughs> your, your thing. No, I totally got it. No. You're not right. a Bond villain. This is brand new podcast, uh, kicking off this new marketing agency brand, Influx Marketing. And so um, this is episode three. You are guest number one. Yes. As I should be. I think that um, you need to start strong with a really strong guest. I'm perfect for that. Plus, there's probably no listeners. Therefore, <laughs> anything I say, nobody will ever notice. And that's not a bad thing. Right. 100%. And I expect you to come back regularly. Give us your best tips and help everybody out. I love it. I don't know if the so. tips are going to be that valuable, but I'll give you the best I know. I love it. Let's start off. Um, we've worked together for a long time. We know a lot of the same people. We have the same uh, circle of friends, so to, you know, somewhat. But for the people who don't know, uh, who is Michael Verlotti? All right. That's a uh, difficult question to answer. I'll give you the kind of abbreviated version. So kind of messed up kid in California, not very book smart, always had a hard or a strong work ethic. Went to work with my dad at a really young age of like 15. He worked at NASCAR and I was a NASCAR technical inspector. Um, so once I graduated high school, I went on to continue to work for NASCAR, moved to Daytona Beach, went to work in their series operations department, and then have kind of kept uh, in the NASCAR community ever since. So I'm coming up on, shoot, probably 25 years, uh, following race cars around in circles all around, really all around the country. So that's where I got my start, but the last couple of years have been interesting. I went to work for a company called ISM Connect, and we're a digital out-of-home um, agency, and we sell, we install and then sell digital billboards. So that has taken me to some really unique places. Uh, we continue to travel in the NASCAR circuit. We've got installations at Minor League Baseball. The team left this morning. Uh, they're installing our 28th Minor League Baseball Club, so that's a permanent installation there. And then we were on a really large music tour last year, so um, it's been fun. We are just like every other digital out-of-home company, except we mount a camera on board our screens, and we're able to measure um, the fans, fan engagement. So that's something totally different for our market. And as you and I have 
become closer friends, you've realized what kind of like a tech nerd I am. And this kind of melds all of the things that I love, whether it's, you know, sports marketing, whether it's travel, live events, uh, and now technology, it's, it's all a part of who Michael Verlotti is becoming. That's amazing. See, I, I stumped you. I am really struggling not to go down a rabbit hole and ask you about some really interesting things around ISM and marketing and all of those things. But we're gonna do that at a future episode. Future episode, stay tuned. That is not what uh, today is about. So at Influx, one of the things that we really want to encourage people to do is to tell their story to the world. The only way to do that these days is to create content. Um, when I think about all of the people um, that I know that I work with, you have for many years now been able to create content consistently. You're writing, you are doing photography, um, which maybe you don't view it as photography, but you're posting images and you're also creating video content. Yep. And you have consistently been able to keep up with that for a long time. So I want to know uh, with the demands of a full-time job, with some fun side projects that you do that you create content for, um, you know, take it back to what you talked about with NASCAR, not just a full-time job that's demanding of time, but the travel that goes along with that which magnifies it more than, you know, your standard uh, cubicle job. How do you manage to create content with all the demands on your time? So a <clears throat> couple different ways. Uh, I'm fortunate where my wife and I have been together 15 years now. She's kind of tired of my shit <laughs> and she lets me go and do um, on my own a lot. So we also don't have any kids. So I do have a quite a bit of free time contrary to, you know, some, some people that have different home lives. So with that free time, I try to use it as effectively as possible. I'm a big fan of creating content as consistently and as frequently as possible wherever you are. So um, the, the blogs that I write that I post at Verlotti.com, a website that uh, you built for me, so I greatly appreciate <laughs> that. But those blogs that I post there and then I post on LinkedIn, those I typically write on an airplane. So I fly somewhere every week, every other week, and I try to write or read every airplane trip that I'm on. So that's an easy way to do it. And then when I get to those destinations, I also try to spend the time to take pictures or take video or try to make the most out of it. So one of the new projects, kind of just like side fun projects that I have is I'm starting a YouTube channel called Stay Tuned Motor Co. with a couple of buddies. And it's really all about kind of car lifestyle, mini bikes, fixing projects, things of that nature. So uh, the way that we're generating additional content for that channel is uh, going to the racetracks that I'm already going to for ISM Connect, bringing a camera and trying to tell a story while I'm there. Um, I went to the Harley Davidson Museum last week on vacation with my brother-in-law and I brought a GoPro and I created a video about like my top five paint jobs over the years. And it's just little stuff like that. We're all going to places already. I just think a lot of times people aren't thinking about creating content along the way. Now it's a balance. It gets out of control. And next thing you know, you look <laughs> up and you haven't had as much fun as you should have. Right. But like there's a lot of content that can get created if you put in the reps. It's, I think you're right. It's just the remembering to even pull the phone out. So one of the things that you've been doing for a long time that I love is the one second every day. Yeah. Um, so as we're sitting here, I just pulled out my phone and I took a short two second video that I can use for that of you here because just being with you is a reminder. So does that mean I got to do so the one second video you, for you too? So how do you, 
I know now it's a habit, but in the early days, how did you how did you get there? Like what made you remember and document? Was it a natural thing or was it like I set reminders in my damn phone so it was constantly harassing me? No, it was a natural thing. So um, I I don't know how I did it. I think I listened to a podcast that was talking about the one second every day um, app that um, is free to download and it's super cool. It sets up a calendar and every day you can drop a video clip in it. The only challenge is you have to record one video every day. Now, I think a lot of times we're already doing that. You're probably taking videos of your kids every day um, or every other day. So if you're already doing something like that, it's easy to drop it in the app. And then once you get doing it on a consistent basis, it's kind of you know top of mind of, hey, I just need to snap one. And it doesn't need to be any special. For the first time ever uh, last week, I posted my entire 2019 from One Second Every Day. And it was really cool to watch just how the year went, whether it was the change of season, like, you know, I spent some time in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and the snow that was there, or, you know, summer in Phoenix, or whatever it was, um, as well as kind of just the change in my life, whether it was hanging out with the dogs, or, you know, my wife, the vacations, what I did see was a lot of airplane travel. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that is kind of a catch-22. You know, other people are like, man, that's great, you get to go so frequently. Um, it was probably the opposite. I probably looked at that and said, I need to slow down a little bit and I need to spend more time in Charlotte. Uh, but those are good reminders. And I think the One Second Every Day app is a great way of capturing content in an easy to do way. Every month I post the video of what it auto generates and then I post it back on social. So people think it's a bunch of work. It literally takes five minutes every month to remember to do it. Yeah. I like um, that app in particular. I think it takes some of the self-consciousness away mm -hmm. because you're just documenting things you see. It's not staring at the lens it, and talking know. to the camera, right? So I feel like that'd be a great one for people that are a little bit afraid of creating content to get started with. Talking to the camera is really hard. I mean, you know it, and, and I've learned it over the last couple of years. When I first started you know, making YouTube videos or recording stuff for my old company, Traction Event Labs, it was really difficult. You get really self-conscious. Um, but I think trying to figure out ways where maybe the camera isn't in front of you or where you turn the lens around or you're doing podcasts or you're just you know, doing voiceover over the top of videos, there's ways of doing it. And I think in content creation, everybody has to figure out what they're comfortable with. Like I believe that I'm a really poor writer. Um, you made fun of me earlier for uh, my command of the English <laughs> language, which is true. So because I feel like I'm a bad writer, I'm self-conscious about it. So one of the things that I do is try to write consistently on those airplanes getting in the reps and then you turn me on to a company called grammar chic and uh, they proofread my stuff so i write it on the airplane i send it over to kevin and um he has his team proofread it it cost me like 30 bucks they send it back and it's something that i then feel comfortable that i can post on linkedin without looking like you know a moron that can't spell there and there right yeah that, that's a really good tip too and one of the things that I'm doing now with the company is starting to think about building out the team that can help support this content creation at a better level you don't need to hire up for that I mean we're a company that does that I feel you know that's something that we need to really start to grow into but as a lone person creating content to find subcontractors and vendors and that can help you with this is not difficult today. No, I mean, I had some friends that uh, had PR backgrounds in the past and I would always like feel bad. Hey, will you take a look at this? Will you proofread it for me? You know, I was spending a lot of money trying to kind of almost like put them on retainer to, hey, I'm gonna send you two blogs a month. What is that worth? 
and then you introduced me to these these guys over there at Grammar Chic, and um, I, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. And they've been great. They charge per word. They get it. They say it's got you know 300 words. Here's your bill. I PayPal them, and it happens within 24 hours. They send me back a fully proofread version of it, um, and that's been a game changer for me to help me create content consistently without having that excuse of like, I have nobody to proofread it, or I'm not sure this is good enough. You know, my thing, you know, I told you a little bit ago, like there is no such thing as throw it away. Like you've got to create consistently, you've got to post it, you got to get it out there. And if you read one of my blogs, I might come off as a moron, but when you read 50 of them, a hundred of them that I've written over the last four years, all of a sudden you start to understand my voice and you start to understand, oh, okay, this guy has a perspective on live events or event production or AI, whatever it is. Um, and I think I probably come off a little brighter than maybe I am because <laughs> so few people, and this is my pet peeve in life, is so few people are creating content. So I look at like the LinkedIn platform. If you want to stand out, create content on LinkedIn. There's a lot of professionals on it. Nobody's creating original content. So if you are creating original content, you stand out as that guy who's a thought leader. I yeah. don't see myself as a thought leader, but I've been putting out content on LinkedIn for the last four years, five years, ever since it was originally launched. And because of that, you know, I've got 4,000 um, friends, followers, whatever they call it on that platform. And, you know, when I post something, I get pretty decent interaction. And ultimately for me, that's the goal. I look at that as like a living resume, um, a way of doing kind of job search without doing job search. You know, one day if I'm ever looking for a gig, the reps that I put in over the last four years on LinkedIn will help in theory. You were ahead of the curve on LinkedIn. I mean, it's being pushed so hard these days. Um, <clears throat> And I'm, I'm a real believer in it. And I see it in two in your account. Like you're talking about the engagement is really good. Let's go. So for kind of thinking of our community, um, which is about like, how do I start creating content? So I love the idea of your time management, right? That's your number one thing is like use those plane rides. You've got a forgiving uh, home life. Your wife travels at least as much as you do. Well, actually more. Let's just <laughs> she's call on it a, what it is. <laughs> she's on a plane right now. <laughs> um, what about multi-purpose content? Like, do you go into something saying, I know I want to pull a video from this. I'm going to use it. I'm going to, I'm going to write about it on LinkedIn. Or do you start with a written article and then use it? How do you, how do you take one thing you're going to do and use it in four different platforms or is that something you even think about? So what I think about are the places that I'm going to go and how I can create content around them. Um, so it's not necessarily the piece of content first, it's the opportunity uh, to engage with people. Example would be NASCAR championship at Homestead Miami Speedway last year. I know, okay, championship race is coming up. This is my uh, 15th year in the sport, 20th year in the sport, however long it is. I probably need to write a blog. So on the plane ride out, I start writing the blog. Uh, while I'm writing that, I'm thinking about, okay, how am I gonna story tell this weekend through video? So um, I always bring my cameras everywhere I go. I, I land, I immediately fire up the cameras and then start to record that. And I wish I would be a little bit more proactive. So one of the things that I'm doing this year is trying to create a content calendar, but a super basic version. I think for people like me, you hear content calendar and think that that's only for professional marketers that um, are trying to tell a more cohesive brand story where 
I'm just trying to be more consistent in my outreach. So I use a tool called Trello, which is kind of project management tool. You can set up cards, you can move the cards around. And in Trello, I've got a dashboard that shows you know, all the pieces of content, what channels that they're going on, what has been recorded, because that's a challenge that we have. We record a bunch of content and then you forget you have it. So what's been recorded, what's what's in editing, what's in post, like things of that nature. And I try to, at the end of the weekend, make sure that I told the story. Um, it's, it's really reactive. 2020, I hope it's more proactive. Awesome. Uh, that's a good uh, tool for folks to jot down to Trello if you don't know about it. Totally free. There's free a paid version, obviously, but it, it is so flexible yeah. and you can manage any any style of project, your life, whatever. I think it's you a, turned me on to cool. it three years ago and uh, it's now gotten to a point at ISM Connect where we use it as part of our daily routine. I've got a dashboard just for the guys at the shop. It shows you know, every um, permanent installation we have, every mobile installation that we're getting ready to do, all the guys are on it, everybody is living in it. And then I also link documents in it. So if we have a Google Calendar, for example, I link the Google Calendar in Trello. That way it's a one-stop dashboard for people. Same exact thing on the content calendar with Stay Tuned Moto Co. I created a dashboard, I invited my friends that are part of that channel. I uh, did the content calendar and then have things like I'm going to work with a um, content creator in the next couple of weeks that's going to help me get better at, um, at Premiere doing video editing. So last night I was editing a video and I went in there and I've got a card for Brock and I have the questions that I have for Brock. Hey, how do I do you know cooler graphics? Am I editing the audio the correct way? What should I use as the baseline? Things of that nature. So I think that we're living this super cool age where everything's connected and there's a whole bunch of free apps and tools that you can use that make it to where you always got everything at your fingertips. I mean, I've got Trello up on my computer right now. I've got it on my phone. I've got it on my iPad and I'm always in and out of that, uh, that specific tool. Love it. Let's go to the, uh, let's go to platforms. Okay. So you've mentioned LinkedIn. I know you're really active on Instagram. What are your favorite platforms and specifically kind of around the content you create for each one or the things that you post? How do you think, um, do you think ahead about those things? Like when you have a piece, do you say this is uh, this is great for LinkedIn or I should do this on Instagram? How do you think about the platforms? Yeah, so for me, most of what I'm trying to create is... Um, on Instagram. So number one, stay tuned Motoco. The goal for that is trying to create a successful YouTube channel that has a significant amount of followers. Like my goal is a hundred thousand and I want to sell some merch through it. Now, this is just a screw off project for me. Like I'm not in the merch business. I'm not in the, like being a YouTube guy business. I just want to take the time that I've got right now to try to figure out how how to do YouTube and how to do it successfully. Um, and it's super frustrating. So right now, you know, we just started it a couple weeks ago and I mean, there's like, you know, 50 followers. So trying to think about 100,000 is overwhelming. And like you and I've talked about, it's putting in the reps. So with the goal of making YouTube successful, everything that I'm doing is trying to feed back to that YouTube channel and feed back to increasing the followers on the YouTube channel. So when I'm creating um, Instagram posts, it's, hey, look at the link above, subscribe, like, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all that I'm trying to do is create community and then have that community follow us at Stay Tuned Motor Co. on YouTube. 
And it's just practice. It's just practice. Unless it becomes something more. So I'm fortunate in my work world right now where, you know, I've got a great team of people. Um, I've worked for some uh, awesome bosses and they trust me. And I don't mean to say that the gig is on autopilot, but it's kind of on autopilot. Like I've been doing this for a while. I think I'm good at it. Therefore, it doesn't take a ton of my creative mental energy. It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of hustle, but there's some creative time that I've still got there that I can spend on something else. So we decided to spend that time on Stay Tuned Moto Co. just to put in reps, because in a perfect world, I'm hoping that uh, ISM Connect goes public in the next couple of years. I sell my shares. I am a lady of leisure and get to live at the house. <laughs> and my wife can just like, you know, work all the time and I'll just sit back and relax. And when that day comes, uh, I do want to have something that uh, that is a fun outlet, and I think the idea of building cars, building motorcycles, living in that community uh, is ultimately what I aspire to be able to do in my free time. So if that's the goal, like stay tuned right now will help teach me how to be a more kind of authentic member of that community. So uh, one of our big tenets at, at the new agency is community, and thinking about, as Seth Goodman would put it, your smallest viable audience, yeah, your tribe, right? People that would miss you if you were gone. Mm -hmm. So how do you think about, and I think about projects like Stay Tuned, um, Pit Bike Nationals, you know, those, you really, you really built, and when I say you, I know it's not just you, but you guys built this community, this tribe online that I watched grow. You know, how do you think about that? Um, how do you serve that community? How did that happen? What are the insights that other people can take and try to build their community? So, I mean, you know that I'm part of like the Gary V fan club. So um, I listen to his super annoying podcast all the time. I, I'm on his- I find him way less annoying than he used to be. Yeah. Personally. I, uh, I steal, I mean, I, him <laughs> and Seth, like if they, yeah. I just regurgitate what they say, I feel like. Without a doubt. Yeah. So you know that- They're amazing. Like he is the, my kind of virtual mentor. And really what he preaches is, you know, is community doing the right thing, staying engaged, giving without wanting anything in return. And I think that that is a big part of what we're trying to do and trying to emulate. So the nice part about whether it's Stay Tuned Motor Co or whether it was Traction Event Labs, the, the agency that I had, is we really believed that you know doing the right thing was always the right thing and that by building community, ultimately it would um, help build a viable, successful business, and it did. So I don't, I think I'm fortunate where it comes natural for me. It doesn't take a lot of energy. You know, I was randomly on Twitter one night um, two years ago in a hotel room somewhere, and there was a, a race fan that was interacting with our ISM Connect Twitter channel, and he was trying to win tickets to a race. And I think I tweeted him one night that was just like, hey man, if you don't win, I'll send you tickets, like send me your address. Fast forward two years, me and the dude are still friends. He's come to like, six races my thing with him is like you're always invited to come to a race but you have to bring a newbie to the racetrack with you because we're nice. building community like we want to build this you know this audience up and we need new family members like he's an avid we need new people um so he's been doing it but he's turned into like a legitimate friend the guy texted me on christmas morning like merry christmas sends me pictures of uh he just adopted a couple kids like that is super cool like i think that that is unique 
about uh, the time and place that we live. I think it's unique about uh, you and I as people that that we enjoy doing things like this and, and literally don't want anything in return. Like it's just enough to be the dude's friend. I know, you know, you're friends with a super crazy <laughs> random son of a bitch named Dingo. <laughs> That has come out to the race, and I've kind of become uh, friends with him because oy, of Dingo. With you, and I mean that Dingo's another example of just like the randomness that is this world these days, and that's awesome. Like I never thought I would be friends with, you know, an Australian uh, roper that it lives cowboy on a mechanic ca- engineer guy. Yeah, yeah. Ne- never in a million years would I have. He's ever- also social media famous. Yeah, without a doubt. I, he would probably hate me saying that, but... He's random. I mean, like, the dude... <laughs> like, my favorite is when he's sitting... He's got that YouTube video where he's in the tub with his dog <laughs> and rubber duckies because he's training the dog how to, like, bird hunt. I mean, he's just, like, a funny, funny, funny dude. And we're very privileged to be able to be friends with guys like that or the Pond Digger or, you know, others. Like, that's the cool part about where we're at these days. It's authentic. Yeah. These guys are authentic. That's right? what They're I love. They're creating the best content they can for their specific audience and they they're tuned into that like what that niche is and then those people share it with other people well social media these days and i think we're seeing it a lot in some other platforms is there's a lot of fake and the fake is now coming out and i think what i gravitate towards and what most people are gravitating towards are, are the authentic people and the authentic channels Therefore, you don't need to have the best production in the world. You don't have to have, you know, supermodels that are hanging out in your apartment or, you know, a half million dollar Lambo in the garage. Like on Stay Tuned Motico, we're working on, you know, an $800 1987 Honda Z50 bike that, that your son would ride. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we're creating content When you around. get done with it, he won't be riding it. Why? Because it's the heat? Because <laughs> it is awesome? Because I know how fast that thing is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, But it's things like that where you don't have to have a million dollars, but you have to be authentic. Like we're trying to build a turbocharged pit bike that is going to beat the pants off a, a builder here in town in a drag race. And we just want to do it for fun. But I think that because we're trying to do it authentically and because we're showing the successes and failures, that's why we're going to reach our goal of 100 thousand subscribers um it's not going to be just buying you know a a brand new ducati and riding around town and posting how cool it is like that that i don't think gets it anymore yeah and it speaks to something i i've always found you to have a strength in which is ignoring the vanity metrics likes and uh number of likes has never been anything that has driven you and i think too many of us myself included care about too much about that and if you are serving in an authentic way to a small community, you're not necessarily going to get 500 likes or 5,000 likes yeah. on a post, but that isn't really what moves the needle. And I think you're right. In 2020, that's all going away. I mean, it's Seth, being forced on us anyway. Seth Godin teaches us this already. Like all of you know the mentors that we have are telling us, like, don't look at the at the big like count, look at the engagement that you have and the quality of the engagement. So LinkedIn is a prime example for me. When I post a, an article on LinkedIn, I look at how many people liked it, you know, just cause that's fun for your ego, but it's more how many people engaged with it, how many people con, uh, commented. So, you know, when I have uh, one of my clients from Sprint uh, from five years ago, 
comment on a post and talk about how you know he agrees or disagrees with me, how she agrees with uh, the methodology that I'm applying. Like that to me is super meaningful. Number one, because they were my customers back in the day, but number two, because now they're treating me like a peer. And that for me is better than a hundred thousand likes. Um, it's more making sure that, you know, providing something of value, uh, that then in turn, you know, is, is seen as something that, you know, people can kind of get behind and I'm not too far off base. Like I wrote an article, one of the first LinkedIn articles I wrote was, uh, I think it was titled, do you, would you like fries with that? And it was basically talking about how I was a screwed up kid that basically should be working at McDonald's. And rather than working at McDonald's, I was an EVP of a company uh, and had 80 employees and I was doing pretty well. So it was, it was a message to moms and dads out there of like, hey, if your kid is not you know, on the track to go to Duke, that's okay. There's still a place for him or her in the world. Um, and they could be successful. Like just have patience and let them go down the path a healthy path that is right for them. And one of my super close friends wrote me back like right after I posted that. And she was like, man, this really hit close to home. Reese was messing up at school and she was worried about him. You know, like every mom is like, Mm -hmm. he's fine. He's a good kid. He's a smart kid. He's into music. He's just maybe going to go down a different path than what you originally had thought. And it's okay. And I think things like that are why I try to create content. Um, and it's also the reminder to me to not create crap content. Like it's too easy for all of us to like put out a blog post, put out an Instagram picture, create a video, just like go, 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 go without ever slowing down and going, does the world need this contribution? You know, I think right now my content, 50% of it, the world probably didn't need. And I should have slowed down Mm -hmm. and thought more, but you know, for a lot of people it's, it's a, a much higher percentage. So I think that in 2020, that's what I want to do a better job of. It, yeah, it, this is great. It reminds me of, uh, or it makes me think of building a brand. And um, this is one of the things that Gary's harping on these days is that literally the only thing that matters is brand. I really believe that. I don't want to get into the weeds too much about it because we'll be here another 30 minutes. And as I told you, I'm trying to keep these shorter than there's the not days. a chance. I have so much fun chatting with people. <laughs> there is not a chance um, you're going to keep these things at 20 minutes. Like you're doomed. Well, we're going to come back and talk about brand specifically. Um, the fact that you, you are worried about your personal brand. You're involved greatly. I think with ISM's brand, you have stay tuned brand that you care about and help with. You're helping your friends with their brands. So this still is something on, that I know you could talk about yeah. for a long time. Event life is still a thing that I'm trying to do. I don't know what it is, but still trying to cook that one. Right. Yeah. So we are in the new year here. We, um, in reflecting back on 2019, what, um, what were some of your big lessons learned, takeaways, wins, um, when you, when you look back on 2019, what do you think about it? So I think with most of the things that I did in 2019 in regard to content creation, I think I put a lot of stuff out. I think the quality of the content could be better, whether it's, you know, as simple as the one second video. Yeah. I put out, I recorded a video every day, but was I as thoughtful as I could have been? Was it as dynamic as it could have been? So that's one of the goals for 2020 is how can I really think about content in a deeper, more meaningful way, put a little bit more time into it prior to hitting the record button, and then hopefully the quality will get better. Um, Additionally, I think 2019 
was a grind year at the office. Like we just, we did a lot of work and I think that we had some ups and downs. So because of that, I got into a little bit of backup style and turned into a little bit of an asshole. So 2020 trying to be a little bit happier and healthier and kinder to people. And I think that that'll also come through in the content that, uh, that I'm able to create, you know, you're a great inspiration to that of this like this happy-go-lucky <laughs> son of a gun, you know, and it really comes through in the videos and the content that you create. Um, therefore, I think that that's one of the goals for twenty night for twenty twenty is how can I do a better job of of that? That is a uh, that's a really good goal to shoot for. Yeah, I love it. So if if people want to go check you out, follow along. Um, there's a lot of things you're involved with. I don't want to go down the laundry list of the yeah. 50 uh, handles they need to follow, but like, where's a good starting point where they can start uh, paying attention and joining the conversation? Yeah, so um, I would love for you to give me a follow on LinkedIn. I've got a great community. I would hope that um, some of our community crosses over, so happy to make any introductions that you need on that. Uh, that's at Michael Verlotti. And then um, second would be Stay Tuned Moto Co. on YouTube. That's the one that we're trying to build. There's going to be a whole bunch of riffraff. There's going to be some crazy shenanigans. But once again, I mean, the goal of that is just trying to learn. And I think that that's what everybody needs to be doing now is if you do have spare time, you know, come up with something, whether you're a food blogger or, you know, you're trying to be a YouTube celebrity, talking about music, whatever it is, like just put in the time, put in the reps because it does take energy. Um, and we all have a little bit that we can give. I can't think of a better way to end it. That was like a really nice little boom call to action. I yes. love it. So Influx Nation, I hope this inspired you to go out and create some content today. I know Michael's going to create a whole bunch. Uh, make sure you use the hashtag get influx so we can check it out when you publish it. We can come come uh, engage with you, check you out. We want to follow along, put in the reps. That's what it takes. If you don't like the name influx, put get influx on influx and tell tell Glenn that he needs to come up with something that doesn't sound like it's influx. Influx is a word. In space, flux is two words. Okay. See you, Michael. Bye. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that little chat with Michael Verlani. Um, he gave us some great tips and tricks and kind of the way he thinks about content. And um, hopefully you can put some of that to work in your workflow and uh, can really benefit you in the future. Um, we're going to do this format where every other week we're going to be sitting down with someone who I really think can help um, our community grow, market better, get more attention, tell their story better, those kind of things. If you're one of those people, we want to know about it. Um, would love to have you on if you um, have something of value to our community. So uh, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know that um, you'd like to be a guest, and, and uh, let's start having a conversation around that. So until next week, see you later.